Talk Money is a production of Lola Media. Say hi, Lola. <coughs> For updates, further breakdowns, and past episodes of this podcast, sign up at thetalkmoney.com. If you enjoy our podcast, help us get the word out. Write a review on Apple Podcasts. It goes a long way to help us reach more ears. And now you can sign up for our newsletter, where we curate the best money topics of the week from across the internet. It's quick, informative, and most importantly, fun. Sign up at thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Talk Money Weekly, where we discuss current business events paired with our newsletter. Today's episode, end of COVID stock market sell-off. Is it the end of COVID? I'm pretty sure it's not the end of COVID. I got three PCR tests done last week because I was so scared when I had to go travel to visit my family. That said, the economists and the investors of the world say that COVID is coming not to an end, but it's an end of Delta fears when it comes to shutting down the economy and, you know, GDP rising, et cetera. So that's when they say COVID is over. Technically, it's not over. Put your masks on. Make sure you're being careful. But the good news is, We have more consumer confidence. With more consumer confidence, it means that people are potentially going to be spending more money in the U.S. economy, and therefore our GDP will actually have some growth. And therefore, we're seeing a sell-off in the market because we have inflation, and then we have interest rates potentially going back up, and then we have the market selling off because they're like, okay, this stuff is overvalued. We need to reallocate our investments into like safer, you know, less growth stocks. And and that's why we're seeing a little bit of a change in everything that's happening. And what that means is, is that the economy could potentially benefit from consumers being like, okay, we're ready to go back out there. We're ready to go start shopping again. We're ready to go to movies again. We're ready to go to restaurants again. Although I'm pretty sure that's what's been happening all summer and now into the fall. And I think it's very dependent on where you live. We live in New York City, so we're going to have to see what winter does. Last year, winter was pretty bad. It was pretty brutal. We were all trapped inside. Indoor dining wasn't a thing. Nobody wanted to go out. Everyone was really, really scared of COVID. I think that after we've seen how the summer's gone down, including with Delta variant, so potentially a worst case of COVID, and no one seems to really care. Uh, I mean, people care, but people are out. Restaurants are packed. Clubs are packed. People are going shopping. People are out and about. And those who are nervous about health stay home. It seems like we've got like a system in order here. You're on the subway, you wear a mask. You go to a restaurant, you don't wear a mask. doesn't really make sense. But I think the good thing that we've been able to do is that we've been able to navigate with COVID being active, Delta being active, and things still remaining open. It seems to be working, at least, that no one's shutting stuff down. And of course, it's unfortunate for people who get sick and, and obviously hospitals that are overrun. But from this economy standpoint, it's not like things are going to be shutting down or it doesn't feel that we're going back that way. So I think when they say, hey, Delta, we've got some kind of control over it, it means that consumers are going to be consuming more. And that's what the U.S. economy is based on. And on top of that, given the last you know 18 months... People have accumulated more wealth. So with consumer confidence up and people's net worth has actually grown because if you own stocks, if you own real estate, all of those assets have risen in price. So therefore, net worth has gone up. If you own an NFT, if you own Bitcoin, whatever, it's all gone up. Now, people have this accumulated wealth and now they are ready to spend it or they have somewhere to spend it. They have to put it somewhere. 
that does still cause like inflationary concerns. So the rise in prices, the rise in costs. The one variable here is that COVID has disrupted a lot of supply chains still. And so demand is still high. Costs are going up because simply of, hey, there's uh, more demand than there is supply. Think about your furniture. Think about cars. Think about lumber to make your house. All that is like completely backordered. I was talking to a buddy recently and he was saying, hey, you know how long it takes to get a hot tub? You can't get one till like 2022. But do you want a pool? Because in a pool, you can get earlier than that. None of it made sense, but it all kind of makes sense because people are just like at their home. Like, let me get a bigger home. Let me pour more stuff in this home. But then we also have issues with like the plastic in that hot tub is backordered because, you know, whatever supply chain that was affected, wherever it was, they're behind. And so therefore that has a whole rift in the system. So then because of that also prices go up, but then you also have like uh, inflationary concerns, like obviously the Fed printing money and QE, you have inflation from that. But in general, what we're seeing is that, okay, things are looking not so bad, but what ends up happening with inflation concerns is that you then have a rise in bond yields. So bond is essentially like it's debt. It's like a loan and you pay interest on that loan. So for example, a company like Apple, Apple, let's say, wants to do a bunch of R&D on their new iPhones or products and they'll issue an Apple bond. And an Apple bond is essentially saying, hey, people, give us your money and in return, we're going to pay you like 2% or 3% a year on that money. And that is a corporate-issued bond, and then it's rated. So with Apple's case, it's rated really, really high. Like, hey, they're very unlikely to default on this. And so people are like, okay, with the rise of costs, those bond yields technically go up. And so it's like it looks more attractive than where we were before, where interest rates were like almost zero, and like you don't want to keep cash because you're basically losing money. If your cash is sitting there and making no money, like you're getting less than 1%, and inflation, let's say, is at 2%, you're actually losing money on your cash, on your savings account, which has pushed people to start investing in things like stocks and stuff. But now, as other things like if interest rates rise and debt looks more attractive, like an Apple bond or treasuries, U.S. treasuries, which is the equivalent of the same thing, you're lending the government money in exchange for an interest rate. As those yields, so the percentage that you get paid a year go higher, then you're like, okay, I don't have to actually just only invest my money in stocks, which have gone significantly high in price. So you could consider them overvalued. And so therefore, people are like, let me just take a break here. I'm going to sell some of this stock and I'm going to reinvest in these bonds. And so then you're starting to see a reallocation of capital. So technically, in the last month, we've actually seen tech stocks sell off anywhere from 10 to 20 percent. Why? Well, a few reasons. One, a lot of these tech stocks got overvalued in the last like year in COVID, where everyone was buying the Zooms, the Shopify, Apple, Amazon, because of, you know, the reasons being like everything moved to the cloud, everything moved to delivery online, XYZ. And so like those numbers went insanely high. You could have made a ton of money off those stocks. But what happens is that at some point they become too expensive for what they're actually producing. And so inflation also affects those companies because now Every dollar that that company makes is worth less because the value of the dollar has gone down because of inflation. And for any of these tech companies, technically, the revenue that they're making, each dollar that comes in because of inflation 
that dollar amount that comes in is worth a little less because the dollar has devalued because in inflation, when inflation goes up, that means the buying power of the dollar has gone down. So any money that a company's making is worth a little bit less than what it was, let's say, months prior or a year prior. But also the costs go up now because you have inflation. So the cost of that company to buy potentially a piece of wood or an apple or whatever it may be has also gone up. And so therefore people start getting like, okay, well, it's not the same investment as I had almost like a year ago. And because things tighten up like that, people start really looking at the value. So what people might do is that they might start buying things like, okay, you know what wasn't doing well for a really long time? Like, you know, consumer discretionary companies, you know, restaurants or potentially like movie theaters and stuff like that. I'm not saying that people actually will be buying those things, but they just move their money elsewhere into something that's less valued. And in this case, bonds are like looking more attractive to folks because the rates are going up. And so someone might say, well, what about a stock that pays a dividend? So in a case with a stock that pays a dividend, you have something like Walmart. It's a very profitable company. They sit on a ton of cash. To get their investors interested in buying more Walmart shares, because let's just imagine Walmart is not expanding to 100 new locations. Like They pretty much maxed it out. So what is the growth in Walmart? It's not necessarily that there's growth in Walmart. It's like Walmart is willing to pay you money to own their stock. Because they have so much profit, they give you that money in the form of a dividend. And so one could say like, well, what's more valuable right now? A stock that pays a dividend of 5% a year or a bond that pays a dividend of 5% a year? I don't know, but I think that's what's happening in investors' mindsets right now on a large level is why you're seeing this like sell-off in tech stocks and like overvalued stocks because there's now a reallocation of everything and all of it is connected to each other. So bonds are connected to inflation, inflation is connected to the stock market, stock market is connected to COVID and, you know, essentially the money in our pocket at the end of the day. So that's what we're seeing right now. And I've heard some people say that a market crash is not coming from anything besides, you know, stocks maybe being overvalued and people moving out of stocks into something else because things are getting a little too frothy, as they say. So that's it for this week. I just wanted to do a market recap and let everyone know what's been happening because I know that we've been watching the market sell off. We're watching all these headlines about bonds and inflationary concerns, and I felt like they're all connected. We might as well make one little episode about it. Make sure you're signed up to the newsletter, thetalkmoney.com slash newsletter. Until next time.